0: Chapter 30, Part 2 of The Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeff Stuckey. Chapter 30, Revolt of the Goths, Part 2. The Emperor Honorius was distinguished above his subjects by the preeminence of fear as well as of rank the pride and luxury in which he was educated had not allowed him to suspect that there existed on earth any power presumptuous enough to invade the repose of the successor of augustus the arts of flattery concealed the impending danger till alaric approached the palace of milan but when the sound of war had awakened the young emperor instead of flying to arms with the spirit or even the rashness of his age he eagerly listened to those timid counsellors who proposed to convey his sacred person and his faithful attendants to some secure and distant station in the provinces of gaul Stilicho alone had courage and authority to resist his disgraceful measure which would have abandoned rome and italy to the barbarians but as the troops of the palace had been lately detached to the Raetian frontier and as the resource of the new levy was slow and precarious the general of the west could only promise that if the court of milan would maintain their ground during his absence he would soon return with an army equal to the encounter of the gothic king without losing a moment while each moment was so important to the public safety stilicho hastily embarked on the larian lake ascended the mountains of ice and snow amidst the severity of an alpine winter and suddenly repressed by his unexpected presence the enemy who had disturbed the tranquillity of Raetia, the barbarians perhaps some tribes of the Alemanni, respected the firmness of a chief who still assumed the language of command and the choice which he condescended to make of a select number of their bravest youth was considered as a mark of his esteem and favour the cohorts, who were delivered from the neighboring foe, diligently repaired to the imperial standard, and Stilicho issued his orders to the most remote troops of the west, to advance, by rapid marches, to the defense of Honorius and of Italy. The fortresses of the Rhine were abandoned, and the safety of Gaul was protected only by the faith of the Germans, and the ancient terror of the Roman name. Even the legion, which had been stationed to guard the walls of Britain against the Caledonians of the north, was hastily recalled and a numerous body of the cavalry of the alani was persuaded to engage in the service of the emperor who anxiously expected the return of his general the prudence and vigor of stilicho were conspicuous on this occasion which revealed at the same time the weakness of the falling empire The legions of Rome, which had long since languished in the gradual decay of discipline and courage, were exterminated by the Gothic and Civil Wars, and it was found impossible without exhausting and exposing the provinces to assemble an army for the defense of Italy. End of Chapter 30 Part 2 Recording by Jeff Stuckey of Atlanta, Georgia Further information concerning Jeff Stuckey can be found by visiting jeffstuckey.com